Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 168, five steps to pick what you should podcast about. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting, where you learn how to get the guts and the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for finding success or sharing your passions. And one of the things that the big question I think a lot of people may be wondering when they're looking at starting a podcast, and you may be asking this yourself, maybe it's for a new podcast, or maybe you're looking to get into a podcast and you're thinking, okay, podcasting sounds great. It sounds like a lot of fun. I see people making lots of money with podcasting. I want to start a podcast. I just don't know what I want to podcast about. Well, As many times as we're going to end a sentence with a preposition, just get over that for now. But it is a very important question because if you don't know what you're going to podcast about, then your podcast won't have much success. You won't know how to grow it. You won't know who your audience is, how to find your audience. And it can be very difficult to keep the podcast going if you don't actually have a plan for what it's about. You hear me a lot talk about have a plan for your podcast. That was part of the podcasting workflow for both the episode workflow as well as the whole planning your show and doing your show workflow. But have a plan of what you want to podcast about. But picking that plan can be the hard part of all of this because we all have different reasons we want to podcast. We all have different ideas of how to podcast. And of course, we each have different experiences and different backgrounds. So I'm going to share a few different examples as we go through each of these five steps to picking what you should podcast about. These examples each have names, and you may fit into one of these. And I've tried to make them as inclusive as possible without being too specific and detailed. But here are four people that we'll be talking about through this episode. Alex is a businessman and a writer. Betsy is a stay-at-home mom with two kids. Charles is an employee at a dead-end job, and Donna is a high school student. So I've got five steps for you to pick what you should podcast about, and we're going to help Alex, Betsy, Charles, and Donna each figure out what they could podcast about. Now, I'm not going to say this is what you definitely should do if you're in one of these positions, but this is more of a could And these questions that I'll be asking you, these five steps, will help you filter out what it is specifically that you come to find that this is what I should podcast about. So this isn't that I'm going to tell you, you tell yourself, because this is really what's cool about podcasting is to have the audacity to podcast means having the guts, the boldness to do this the way you want to do it and to do what you want to do with a podcast, which you can do. Some things are more effective than others, but you may not be trying to be effective with your podcast. You may just want to do this for fun and you don't care if you make money or if you get a big audience. You just enjoy talking about this. That's totally okay. That is awesome, in fact, because it's far less stressful than trying to decide, how do I make money with this? How do I turn this into a business? How do I make this support my business? But when you're in that place where you know you want to podcast, but you just don't know what to podcast about. These five steps will help you. Number one, why do you want to podcast? Number two, 
What would be helpful or entertaining? Number three, what are you passionate about? Number four, what is relevant? And number five, are you skilled in this topic? So let's work through each of these questions as steps to help you pick what you should podcast about and using our examples of Alex, Betsy, Charles, and Donna to illustrate some of this thought process with us. So number one, why do you want to podcast? Always start with trying to answer the question of why. Because your audience will really be asking the same questions or similar questions. Why should I subscribe? to this podcast? Why should I trust you? Why is this important? Why are you talking about this? Or why are you talking about this? And why not something else? So you need to answer your own why questions. And there are many different why questions. Why do you want to do this? Uh, Why did you choose a podcast? Why did you choose this topic? But let's go down to the core though. Why do you want to podcast? You've decided to podcast. Why are you podcasting? Here's an idea of how to get to this deeper motivation. If you just say, I want to make more money, well, sure, that's kind of a why, but it's, it's not specific. It's not really good enough as a reason to podcast because there are a lot of things you can do if you want to make more money. And there are a lot of things that can help you make a lot more money a lot easier than podcasting. You could win the lottery. That's a way to make more money. It's it's really easy to win the lottery. It's just very unlikely to happen. But there are many different things you could do. So that's not a specific enough why. I think one pattern that you could follow for finding a good why would be a pattern like this. I want to, and then some desire that you have, so that I can, and then some specific action, in order to, and then some smart goal. And SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely Goal. So let's take our four examples, Alex, Betsy, Charles, and Donna, and take them through this process and follow this pattern to try to get to their why. Alex wants to promote his business so that he can sell more products and services in order to increase his income by 25% this year and have more time for writing. Betsy wants to meet others so that she can have someone to talk to in order to make her days less stressful. Charles wants to quit his job so that he can find a better employer in order to afford more things and enjoy what he does. Donna wants to help people understand political issues so that she can inspire them to take action in order to make the world a better place. These are all great goals, great reasons to podcast. And you may fit into one of these or you could very easily be something completely different from each of these. But think about why is it that you want to podcast? Go through that formula. Think about what is your desire, what's a specific action, and what are your SMART goals? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Think, I want to something so that I can something in order to something. Fill in those blanks, and that can be one form of the why for your podcast. So first, answer this question. Number one, why do you want to podcast? There is a very specific reason I didn't put passion first, because I really think your why should come before your passions. If your passions are about video games, well, and you just want to talk about video games, 
that can be fine and some people have success with that. But really, why? Why do you want to talk about video games? If your answer is, I don't know, I just enjoy video games, that's not a good enough answer. You need to have a why behind that. So that's why we start with why. Number two, what would be helpful or entertaining? There are many different labels and psychology practices and philosophy practices and ideas of what the deepest desires are of mankind. And I would call myself maybe a part-time philosopher, but the way I see it is that on the internet, at least, people want to be either helped or entertained. Think about everything out there that's successful on the internet, and it does one of these two things in many different ways, sure, but it does one of these two things. It either helps people, that is, maybe that it helps them build a relationship, it gives them answers, or it inspires them in some way, or encourages them, anything like that. It's helping them, or it's entertaining them, like making them laugh, or fueling their imagination, or feeding their interests. Entertainment doesn't just mean sitting down and watching something, but sometimes just look at the movies out there. Not all entertainment makes you laugh. Some entertainment will make you so scared of going out in the dark, but people love that kind of entertainment. It's their interests. It's, it's entertaining to them. It's not helping them, probably, but it's fueling their imagination. It's entertaining them in some way. Other content out there, like how to fix a broken uh, wheel or how to grow your podcast or how to knit or these kinds of things are helpful. How to find a job, that's helpful. So each of our four characters can go through this and try to figure out what would actually be helpful or entertaining because your own personal life may seem entertaining to you, but is it entertaining to other people? Or can you draw helpful inspiration or lessons from your own personal life? If you can, then talking about your personal life may be okay, but if it's neither helpful nor entertaining, then it might not be a good topic to talk about. Let's go through with Alex, Betsy, Charles, and Donna to see some ideas of what could be helpful or entertaining that they could talk about. Alex could talk about his business industry, or since he's working on this fiction book, he could talk about writing tips and self-publishing tips. I just spoke at the Mad Anthony conference where there were a lot of writers there, and some of them are at the point where they were saying, I can't get an agent to talk to me. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Others were at the point where they're self-publishing and they're trying to figure out how to sell more books. Others are still trying to figure out the writing process. It was really cool talking with all of these writers. And if you are now listening to me because you met me at Mad Anthony conference, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that uh, the conference was really helpful to you. But as a writer, Alex could also review other novels and short stories that are in the same genre as his novel will be that he's working on. He could also tell more stories with the characters that are in his novel. Background stories, maybe certain thought stories. Think about if you've read the Hunger Games trilogy, it's all from the perspective of Katniss Everdeen. Everything is in present first person style writing, which to me sometimes annoys me the way that the book is written. But Suzanne Collins has done a good job, so she is worthy of the praise she's getting. But the books are all from Katniss's perspective, nothing outside of her own perspective. 
Look at how the movies are being successful. Some of the cool things that the movies do is they show you someone else's perspective. They show you what Katniss isn't seeing. And you could then tell stories that way, or Alex could tell stories with his novel and with the characters in his novel from these different perspectives, or use the characters to tell additional short stories. He could dramatize them or just tell them, or maybe just talk about the characters, give some cool inspiration, some some background to each of these characters, either from the perspective of he's writing them or from the perspective of these characters actually exist. Let's talk about them and theorize and talk about their motivation and such. That can be great for his fans, but it might not be helpful or entertaining to people outside. So it might not line up with his why he wants to podcast, or it might line up with his why. It really depends on his approach and how he can make this either helpful or entertaining. Betsy, as the full-time mom, could talk about saving money shopping for groceries, or she could share funny and touching stories from being a mother. And she tells these stories all the time. People laugh at them. They keep asking her to tell stories, or people will cry when they tell when she tells some touching story about how her little daughter said something so cute this one day, or she's just really excited about saving money and people are asking her, wait, how did you get that sale? I I paid twice as much for that. How'd you get it at that price? She could talk about these things and they could be either helpful or entertaining, or really they could be both of those at the same time. Charles, as the guy who wants to quit his full-time job and find a better employer, could share ideas on avoiding burnout. Or if he's beyond that point, he could look for tips for finding a new job and share those. That's helpful content. Or maybe looking at the entertaining side, he could talk about his hobby that is the one and only joy in his life. While the rest of his life really stinks because he feels like he's a slave to this dead-end job, he does find release and fulfillment in this other hobby that he has. Maybe for him, that happens to be video gaming. So he really finds that he's able to just relieve the stress by playing some video games. And that can be entertaining to talk about some of that and maybe even mix this together. What kind of lessons can you learn from video games to help you find a better job? Ooh, that could be an interesting topic there. What Modern Warfare 3 teaches about job hunting. (laughs) That could be fun. Donna, as the high school student, could interview politicians or even just citizens to discuss what's going on in politics, what's affecting people, what are the perspectives that people have. That's helpful, and in some ways it could be entertaining too. She could also share political news, which would be helpful, or she could review government policies and issues that are facing the local, state, or national government, and that can definitely be helpful. And she can always take each of these boring topics with a fun, entertaining approach and break it down in different ways that then makes this content helpful and entertaining. So this is the question to you. Number two point, what would be helpful or entertaining? Because that's what people are looking for, to be helped or be entertained. Find out how you can fill those needs. Number three, what are you passionate about? A lot of podcasters talk about passion, and it is very, very important in podcasting because passion comes through in your voice. 
whether you're doing an audio podcast or a video podcast, people can see if you really care about this. And your passion is what will keep you doing this even when no one is watching or listening. Because let's face it, that's really how all of us start out is that nobody is watching and nobody is listening. But some people grow faster than others, so they end up with an audience at some point. But your passion is what will drive you to keep talking about this. You go to your job maybe just because it pays the bills. You may hate your job. You, it just may not be fulfilling to your personal life, but you go there because it's paying the bills. Your podcast probably won't be paying the bills when you start it out, and you may never have the goal to make it pay for your bills. You don't have to make your pro- podcast profitable. It's really up to you. That's why you need to have the audacity to podcast. But you might go to your hobbies consistently every night, once a week, whatever it is, because you enjoy them. You're passionate enough about them that you keep going back to them. Your podcast needs to have that same level of passion with it. If you're podcasting just because you're good at this particular topic, then once you realize you're not getting any kind of benefits from this podcast, you might be very tempted to quit podcasting because you're not getting paid and because you don't really care about this. It's just something you're good at doing. That's not always the, the qualification for what you should podcast about, just your skill level. I'll talk more about skill in a moment, but think about what you're passionate about, what drives you, what you have energy enough to talk about for many, many episodes, even if no one was listening or if only one person was listening, what could you carry a conversation about for several hours? That could be something that you could podcast about. So pick something that then you can express with this enthusiasm. You can find the inspiration to keep talking when you're feeling down by consuming the content in your industry because you like consuming that content, whether it's a blog post, a video, or a movie, or anything like that. You find that inspiration when you feel like you have nothing to talk about because it's still something you enjoy consuming and something that is also fulfilling in some way after you finish that little step. If when you finish, you feel like, oh, I'm so glad that's over, that's not a passion. But if you finish... And you feel like, oh man, it's over already. I can't wait until the next one. Or man, I'm just so pumped. I I could, I am, everything is awesome. Everything is great when you're part of a team. And that is when you know that you have passion on that thing. After your milestone, how is it that you feel? Excited, invigorated, or just dead tired and you don't want to do it again? So think about then our four character examples again. Alex is most passionate about his book and the world of its genre. That's what he often talks about at his job during the lunch hour. When he talks to people, he's so excited to say, hey, I finished another chapter. Do do you want to read it? Do you want to know what happens to this character in my book? He's excited to get home to work on this. He's thinking while he's working, even though he enjoys his job, he does, and it pays the bills. He would like to grow the job, but even while he's working at his job, He gets inspiration for his novel he's also working on, and he thinks about it at different points during the day. Betsy just loves to brag when she gets that receipt and it says, you saved, 
And when that amount is really high, she loves to tell everybody, hey, I saved more than I actually spent, or I saved more money on this one receipt than I spent in total today. She loves sharing this stuff, and she sees that as like a badge of honor. She also loves to tell stories, stories about her family, either her family when she was growing up or maybe her family that she now has, the stories about her kids. She sees that other people are entertained by those stories and she loves telling those stories and she loves talking about her kids and her husband and her family and the relationships that she has. Charles enjoys video games and action movies. I know this might seem a little stereotypical here, but He also enjoys collecting certain memorabilia for each of these interests, like the the action figures from his favorite movies or his favorite video games or posters or signs or devices or desktop wallpapers or whatever these things are, but they're tied into his interests. But he utterly hates his job. He hates his job so much. He feels like grabbing a pencil and jabbing it into his head. Whenever he goes into the office, that's how much he hates his job, whatever his job is. He just hates it so much. It's almost like Hulk, angry Hulk, when he has to go into work. He is actually passionate about his job, but it's a negative passion. He really hates it. Donna could talk about politics all day long. Even though she's not old enough to vote yet, she is so excited and so eager for when she is old enough to vote. And she just can't believe the people who are old enough to vote aren't taking their responsibility seriously or aren't learning about the issues. And she is so excited about this. And she goes, she tells people, she goes to political rallies, she reads news blogs and political blogs. And she, she follows candidates and reads, even reads the newspaper sometimes. She loves this content and she loves talking about it, even if no one cares around her, which it seems sometimes that no one does care. So this is question number three. What are you passionate about? So passionate about that you could keep talking about it even when no one is listening. Number four, what is relevant This is where it's time to connect your passions with your why statement. And do they really fit together? Now, as you go through this process, you may find yourself adjusting one thing or the other, adjusting your passions to meet with your why or adjusting your why to meet with your passions. That's perfectly okay. In fact, that's good when you go through this process and you find yourself having to go back and readjust other things. That's good. It shows that you're connecting the dots. That's what you need to do as you're deciding what to podcast about is connect the dots for people. Look for what's relevant to your why statement or what's relevant to your audience, your current audience or your potential audience. If it's an audience of people that already read your book, then talking about your book and why they should buy it actually isn't that relevant. But maybe talking about stuff beyond your book is relevant. Or talking about life lessons from certain things that you brought out in the book is could be relevant. So also look for what is relevant to what it is that you want to promote. If I have a product and my product is how to knit underwater while you're swimming, that's not too relevant for me to promote a whole lot here on the Audacity to Podcast because... 
I know a couple of you are knitters. Yes, I, I know you are. Noni, I know that you're a knitter. And there are others of you that I know you are knitters and you like to create things. And quilting is also interesting in, to you. And so if I have a product that is for that niche, that's relevant to you. But to the rest of you, it's not relevant. And it just doesn't fit my content it doesn't fit the rest of the stuff that I want to promote. There's this disconnection there. The same thing with the other podcasts that I host. I don't very often promote my podcast consulting services because other people listen to some of my other podcasts because they want to be entertained, not because they want to start a podcast. So it doesn't always make sense for me to say, hey, if you're interested in starting a podcast, then go to this other podcast or my, buy my new service or product or anything like that. So it needs to be relevant to what you want to promote if there's anything that you want to promote. If you don't want to promote anything, it's perfectly okay. So looking through our four examples, Alex can assume that his potential readers will probably also read other fiction in the same genre as his book. But at the same time, he's also met writers who are trying to complete their book while working at a full-time job and trying to balance this stuff out and the priorities and passions. Betsy knows other moms, a lot of other moms, who also want to save money. They're the ones who keep asking you, how did you save so much on that? How did you pay only that? Because I paid this much. But also as a mom, as a stay-at-home mom, she could really appreciate some adult conversations sometimes. And she knows that other mothers in similar positions also want the same kind of thing because they get tired of mommy, 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 this, 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 that, that, that. And while they find that fulfilling, sometimes a different pace is so welcome and desired. So Betsy knows these things about her audience and or potential audience and other people that she wants to reach out to. Charles knows that other gamers also like to have icons for their favorite gaming titles But at the same time as he's enjoying this game and he knows other people enjoy trying to be the top at this game or get the latest game and learn how to hack it or learn how to to take advantage of the best tools and what weapons to choose or whatever, at the same time, he's also trying to work his way through a book about changing careers and he's really struggling over getting over his procrastination because it's just so much fun to play video games instead of reading this book about his career or changing careers. Donna sees all politics as relevant to everyone, even if they don't realize it. So she knows that, hey, this is relevant to you, but you need to know why this is relevant. So she can connect the relevancy of her topics to her people by explaining it. So this is question number four to ask yourself. What is relevant to you, to your topic, to what you want to promote, and to your audience? And number five, are you skilled in this topic? Having the audacity to podcast is more about your boldness than it is about your actual skill. You could still have great content and have the ability to present that content really well, and you have the knowledge and tools to produce that very effectively and professionally even, but you don't have to be an expert in your field to have a great podcast and grow a great audience. 
You may be learning along with your audience and sharing your journey with them. And here's the thing that if you want to be a leader, which I do recommend, look at being a podcast host as being a leader because you're sharing content that others want to read and you want other people to follow you, right? Follow your content, follow you on Twitter and Facebook and connect with you. That means that really you want to be a leader of some sort, maybe not leading a company, but you do want to lead in some small way. Being a leader just means you have to be one step ahead of your followers. Some leaders can be 20 or 50 steps ahead, charging on forward while everyone follows behind. Some are just that single step, maybe not even a full step ahead. They're just in the process of taking that first step while everyone else is still standing still. That person is a leader. So this could mean that you know more just a little bit more than others, or maybe you care just a little bit more than others and those people that you are trying to reach with your podcast. So in our four examples of Alex, Betsy, Charles, and Donna, Alex has read many books in his genre and also watched many shows and movies in this same genre. Some of these were great and he loved them. Some of these were absolutely horrible. And he knows from this, what makes a good movie and what doesn't, what makes a good novel and what doesn't. And his book is right about to be self-published. So he's learned some of the skills of what it took to get to that point. That means that he is at least a little bit farther ahead than many other people out there because he's about to be self-published while others might not even be to that point yet where they've finished their book enough. Or he may have seen more movies than others, and he can talk about these movies in this genre what that his fans might be interested in. He may be running his business a little bit more successfully than other people. He can be a leader in these different areas without having to be a million steps ahead of everyone else. Betsy has already figured out how to make shopping a lot easier, and Her kids that she's raising are good so far, so she can talk about her experience that she's had, some tips of these things that she's discovered that are working for her. She has some skills that other people may not have. They may not be as good as the the cheapskates on television and extreme couponers and all of that. Obsessive couponers maybe is a better title, but she does know how to save money and make the shopping process easier and so many other shoppers out there would probably love to know that and balancing this how do you shop with two kids if you have to if both kids you are crying mommy mommy hold me hold me how do you shop (laughs) like that what are some of the tips betsy can then share this because she's probably figured out some ways at the same time she may be learning along with other people at the same time how do i raise two kids a boy and a girl together almost the same age, only a year apart. How do I do this? I've figured this part out so far, but I have no idea where to go from here. Betsy could lead even with that. Charles is consistently in the top three of any gaming match in his favorite games. So he could very easily talk about how it is that he got there. When when I play on Xbox every now and then, 
I'm I'm very rarely in the top three. And I see some of these people that are the top three and they have their their kill to death ratio is so high. I wonder, how did you never get shot? How did you not run into an enemy or or how did you run into an enemy and you come out as the survivor? How did you do that? I don't know. I'm not a leader in that area, but others are. And I I'd sometimes like to know, how is it that you actually did that so well? But at the same time, he doesn't have a clue of how to get a better job. He can't even focus enough to get through this book that he's trying to read that should help him get a better job. But at that same time, people can learn along with him. And he can be very honest to say, I am really struggling with this, with focusing and balancing my time in order to do this. How is it that you're doing this? And here's a tip that I learned. I'm going to try and implement this week. I'll share with you next week how this worked. And if you want to try this tip too, I'd love to hear from you what worked or what you might suggest instead of this tip. So he doesn't have to be an expert in finding a new job in order to talk about finding a new job. And Donna, as a high schooler, can't even vote yet, but she cares so much about political issues, and more than everyone else around her. So she studies these political issues a lot more than everyone around her, and that's making her an expert even though she's not qualified to vote yet. Now notice that I talked about skill in all of these examples and in this point for are you skilled in this topic. I'm not asking you to consider are you qualified. There are a lot of people out there who are not qualified on the topics that they're talking about, but they are skilled. And because they are sharing from their skills, they are presenting the information very well. And the more they do this, the more qualified they become. You don't have to be qualified in order to be a good teacher on certain of these topics. Your qualification is your skill and your skill is your qualification. It's like as a designer, I don't want people to ask me for, oh, what's your resume of experience? Where did you get a degree? Uh, How did you learn this design? That is really quite irrelevant. I want people to see my skill and to see, oh, this looks really nice. I like how you did that. Yeah, you are skilled in this. The same thing with podcast consulting and some of the training that I do. I want people to see that I am skilled in this. Does it matter whether I have a teaching degree? No, it really doesn't. But am I skilled? enough to make up for what I don't have in other areas? This is the question you need to ask yourself. Number five, are you skilled in this topic? So again, these five questions to help you decide what you should podcast about are number one, why do you want to podcast? Number two, what would be helpful or entertaining? Number three, what are you passionate about? Number four, what is relevant? And number five, are you skilled in this topic? I hope that these will help you decide what that thing is that you want to podcast about. And if you need help beyond this, deciding for your specific situation, if you're not an Alex, Betsy, Charles, or Donna out there, and you need help with your specific situation, I would love to help you out in some one-on-one consulting to help you decide what you should podcast about and how to really knock it out of the park and whether a podcast is even the best thing for you, which I do think podcasting is great. It can really help you in many ways. 
but I'd love to help you specifically get to that why and figure out what your skills are, what's relevant, what you're passionate about, what can be helpful or entertaining to people. So please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash consulting if you'd like to request a one-on-one consulting session with me, and I'd love to help you out with that. Also check out Podcast Masterclass. That's over at podcastmasterclass.com. I'm looking forward to the next session in May of 2014. And you can always find out when the next session is by going to the website podcastmasterclass.com. I'd love to hear from you. How is it that you decided what you would podcast about? And what do you think of these five steps to choosing what to podcast about? Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 168. And if you disagree with any of these and you want to say you should be qualified before you start a podcast about something, that's perfectly okay. I welcome disagreements. Please comment on the show notes, theaudacitypodcast.com slash 168. That's also where you can get the outline of each of these if you want to review it on your own and help decide your why and anything else like that. Send me feedback for future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast by emailing feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221, or send a voice message through the website, theaudacitypodcast.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions or finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com, and I hope you've been enjoying the CES videos over at tpn.tv.